I thought Krusty was Jewish. Christmas is a time when people of all religions come together to worship Jesus Christ. Pour a bowl of cereal and turn on the TV. I'm watching my cartoons, please don't bother me. I could grow up tomorrow, pay the bills and be responsible. But today it just doesn't feel possible. Let's talk about life, it doesn't everything between. Things that keep you on the night and idiosyncrasy. Public matter, medicates and matches we can't see. Girls please to know where the nature of reality. Let's talk about life, it doesn't everything between. Breakfast foods and bad times, the cartoons on the TV. Breakfast foods and bad times, the cartoons on the TV. For Christmas, I did go home for Christmas well, slash pre pre Christmas. It was Christmas funeral, <laughs> Christmas with the funerals. Yeah, four uh, Christmases and a funeral. Well, we did it backwards this year. We had four funerals and just one Christmas. <clears throat> um, one of those funerals was for Christmas because yeah. <laughs> there's a war on it. Yeah, and it it lost someone. Somewhere. Happy holiday it to death. Um. Man, you just set me off on like two things I really want to talk about. I don't know what to go to first. Let's, just, let's talk about family Christmas time. Okay. I haven't had mine yet, and you've had yours. Okay. Well, remind me about the happy holidays thing. Okay. So, last week, I forgot there was a really important grandma story that I didn't tell when we were m- memorializing grandma, which is that I was, tree trunks. I was reminded over the, we- the weekend that a few years ago when I had a very long beard and very long hair and I came home for Christmas my grandma called me possibly the sickest burn of all time (laughs) because she called me a woolly booger woolly booger it's a great nickname from a grandma I don't know if that's like a thing that she improved or if that's like an old school Georgia insult or something maybe Wooly Booger was the name of their, like, local Sasquatch variation <laughs> in the papers. Oh, they wrote about the Wooly Booger again. Well, anyway, it caught on big, and my family still calls me that to this day. Really? Of, I yeah, didn't know that. One of my sister-in-laws calls me the WB. <laughs> the WWWB? Yeah. And Your uh, sister-in-law's like a frog with a top hat, though. <laughs> um, yeah, so Wooly Booger. Wooly Booger. Great. Great sick burn from grandma. Had to go to a burn treatment center after that one. Um, Also, I told you last week on the show that I was excited to go home and play Pokemon with my nephews, who are (laughs) now old enough to get into Pokemon. Yeah. And first I, like, you know, I taught them about uncommon and common and rare cards, and I... You're supposed to teach them about that after you trade with them and get on their Well, I was like, this is... I was showing them, this is a fair deal that you're getting. Like, Uh these are some common cards you have that I want. Take some common cards from me, and we... We spent, like, an hour trading, you know? Uh And I got everything I wanted out of them, and I gave them a whole bunch of cards to play with. And then after, I was like, "Let's, let's play. Like, I have my deck ready, let's play. And it took a very short amount of time for me to figure out that the game that they play is not the Pokemon trading card game. It's just it's war. It's my gun is bigger than yours. Yeah, they just they each have a deck and they flip over the top card and if one Pokemon has 30 HP and the other one has 40 HP, then the 40 HP wins and it's it's war. Hmm. I mean, that doesn't sound like a very funny. That's like 
Also, the most expensive game of war ever. You could just <laughs> you could just buy a deck of cards for like a dollar. Yeah, and you're you're paying like four to five dollars for twelve cards. Yeah, right. And some of those are energy cards, which the way that they play probably won't do anything. Do they use energy in training? Cards? I didn't ask them any further up rules about poke a war we well, said that he made fun of you because you tried to explain rules well they they looked in my bag i brought them like play mats and damage counters and stuff and they're like what is this thing and i was like it's a damage counter you put it on the pokemon to keep track of how much damage oh we put damage oh 10 damage like they mocked me these little kids made fun of me because I play Pokemon, right? It's like, oh, basketball. Oh, I, I bounce the ball up and down. And I call it dribbling. <laughs> like, yeah, that's part of the game. If you don't do that, you lose. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't know why that's hard to understand. I guess I take it personally because I was such a hardcore Pokemon trading card player when I was a young boy. Do our listeners know about the time we tried to become Pokemon professors? I don't think so. Yeah, a Pokemon professor is what Nintendo calls someone who is a referee for trading card games. You have to be certified. Yeah. There's there's a process and an exam. We tried to get certified, but not because we wanted to be referees, just because we wanted the, the, like... The status symbol. There's, like, a... They send you a certificate that says you're a Pokemon professor, and we both just wanted that. And hopefully it came with, like, a card you could put in your wallet, too. So we worked really hard at it. You're like out in a public place and some kids are playing Pokemon and there's a dispute and someone's like, is there a Pokemon professor in the house? And you jump out you're like, I can help. <laughs> you know, you're, you're on an airplane yeah. and there's like an intense yeah. game. I'm a Pokemon nurse. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, we both studied really hard for the test and we both failed it a couple of times. Well, I did study and I learned a lot that the game got way more complicated the, the questions are really kid, hard. They continued to add a million rules. They're all story questions. Yeah. Um, but what happened was they're they're very strict on this test, and I accidentally opened a second tab on my browser, and it just immediately disqualifies you. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to go through all that again. <laughs> it's like you have to wait 30 days to take it again. Yeah. And they treat this like it's the ACTs. <laughs> I mean, they don't want to have you at their, like, sanctioned competitions That's fucking true. around. That's true. So, not that we were going to do that, Nintendo. We just wanted the certificate. Yeah. It maybe, makes it more prestigious, Maybe we could though. get an honorary Pokemon degree. It, but it makes it more prestigious how hard you have to work to get one. Yeah. It really makes it makes it, it more something. embarrassing that you went through all the trouble to do it. You know what? <laughs> I have people in my life tell me all the time that some of the things that I do are really embarrassing. And I... I just, I think they're cool. You well, you I mean? do really embarrassing stuff, though. No, you, I think I do cool stuff. You get easily embarrassed. No, I do cool stuff. When was the last time you were embarrassed? I bet it wasn't that long ago. Um. Okay, so over the weekend, um, at Grandma's eulogy, the pastor was given the eulogy, uh-huh. and the day before, he had walked around to everyone asking for good grandma stories to tell yeah and i told him the story that you reminded me of on the mic last week of the maverick that is the stupidest haircut i've ever seen while while the girl who gave you that haircut was sitting next yeah i told him that story and then i later found out that everyone else he asked for a story like closed up and wouldn't give him a story so he only told my story at the eulogy Jeez, and i was pretty embarrassed at that 
just to be called out like that when no one else was called out. There are many stories of Granny. Uh, I only have one, though, <laughs> so I'm just going to share that one. <laughs> he didn't even tell it right. He he ruined it. And uh, then, yeah, people who give eulogies that aren't uh, close family members never do a great job <laughs> because they hit. There's like a standard greatest hits. Like the guy who did my grandma's eulogy was the same way. He was a pastor. He had uh, preached to her church, but I don't think he actually knew her. So he just said the things that you say at a funeral. Mm -hmm. Nothing was very personalized or, like, fine-tuned. It was just a general, look at all the people here whose lives she touched. And I was just like, man, yawn. This is like... (laughs) Yeah. We will dearly remember, insert name here. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I forgot to cross out Delia's name from the last one that I did. What was what was her name? Je- oh, Jenny. Okay, we will miss Jenny. You know, let me just go through and cross out some other ones. I don't want to make this mistake again. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, like sometimes I do nerdy things that I think are cool, and then like other people in my life will be like, "You're just too much of a nerd. That's embarrassing," and it doesn't bother me. You want to hear one? Yeah. Just yesterday, I was telling my girlfriend Krista that. Nick has a Silk Road t-shirt, and I want a Silk Road t-shirt because Nick has one, and she thinks the Silk Road is just a big collection of nerds gathering together to it do is. nerdy stuff. It is. And I was like, yeah, but they're doing great work. Yeah. I compared it to the military, because Louis has that joke where he's like, I'm, I support the troops, because if they weren't the troops, then I would be the troops. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm saying is, if it wasn't for the Silk Road doing Pokemon Go research, then I would be the Silk Road, and I would yeah. be a bad Silk Road. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. So I wanted to support them, you're and she just, thought that was nerdy. You're just supporting the troops. Yeah, the, the Pokemon troops. Um, I think if you really wanted to support the troops, you could make sure that they got decent medical care after they got terrible blisters out playing Pokemon. <laughs> um, or, you know, like psychological support. For, you know, for when the Dragonite gets away. I, that could take a toll. Well, here's something that we just don't talk about in this country, that every day, 16 former Silk Road members commit suicide. <laughs> we Everyone just that ignores that. That can't be true. That can't be true. Well, I don't know why everyone's just ignoring these numbers. Because you're making them up. You know that's a real statistic. For Not the for the Silk Road. <laughs> I, mean, I thought you knew that I was making a, like a, a switch yeah. em up with the yeah. military okay. and the Silk Road. Yeah, it's less funny, though, when it's about the military. Oh, it, yeah, definitely, definitely less funny. Because it's, it's real. Yeah, definitely super real. Mm. Um, happy holidays or more... Whoa, family, whoa, whoa. More, more family Christmas? Happy holidays? The, there's a new Hulu commercial, which, by the way, I'm so grateful for Christmas because it brought more commercials to Hulu. Yeah, instead of the same four. Right. Hold on. Is the clear blue pregnancy test still on there every five minutes? I haven't seen that one. Sorry for a quick tangent, but there's a commercial on Hulu right now for a kid's toy that you're supposed to get your kid this Christmas that teaches your kid how to do coding. Have you seen this one? I haven't seen the commercial, but I've seen the Codapillar. And I had to be like, how far behind on what's going on in the world am I that I didn't know this is a thing now that you teach your kids? I didn't know either, but I, I guess it's... 
it's a good skill to be teaching your kid at a young age, at least just to understand that it's a thing. I don't think it teaches them advanced right. coding, but it's like teaches them to think in terms of being able to like program something. Yeah. Right. And I don't want to make this weird, but when I saw this toy, I was like, this seems like a thing that Asian and East Asian parents are buying their kids. And there was... Because they're way smarter than us. <laughs> they're thinking ahead. Yeah. Right. Because but, they're planning for their children's future instead of going, oh, he'll be whatever. He can be an astronaut. Not without a caterpillar, he can't. Yeah. But the one thing that I couldn't help but notice in this commercial is every single person in the commercial is white. There's multiple families. Both parents are white. All the kids are white. It's all white people all across the commercial. That seems like a weird oversight in a commercial nowadays because everyone makes such an effort, if not out of like a true want of diversity, out of fear of being called undiverse. They want to, to put that out there. I guarantee you it wasn't an oversight. Because nobody lets that stuff slip through the cracks. I guarantee you it was done on purpose. I just don't know why. Maybe they think... Maybe they're like, if we just put Asians in the commercial, they'll think we're racist. <laughs> Maybe they thought it needed to be marketed to white people. I wonder if there are alternate versions of that commercial that are aired on other oh. people's Hulus. Because we have a very white Hulu queue. <laughs> and I bet... This I bet you anything the ads are targeted based on your name, your location, and the programming that you watch. This makes a lot of sense. Plus, when you sign up for Hulu, it might ask you demographic information. I can't remember, but Probably. it might. That's a good point. Um, I also thought it was interesting that my sister-in-law told me over the weekend that my seven-year-old nephew doesn't learn keyboard. Like He has a computer that he mm -hmm. uses at school, but they don't teach keyboarding. Uh, when I was young and keyboarding was first, like, becoming an important class in school, we didn't have a computer in my house. I didn't know shit. Like, I sucked at keyboarding. Everyone else was blowing me away. And, like, I did the typing games, and I went, but I just wasn't good at it. And did then, you play Typer Shark? No. We had, um, the, the computers when I started keyboarding in grade school were, like, the monochrome screen with the like five inch floppy <laughs> oh what it was a four inch i don't know the giant floppy disk have you ever played typing of the dead no it's just the game house of the dead but the zombies have words on them and that's okay. how you shoot them and i feel like like why aren't we giving this to every kid in I america would be better at that yeah it's it's amazing um but i, I played those games we got a computer and then eventually we got the internet. And as soon as we got the internet and I w was using Yahoo Messenger to talk to my friends, mm -hmm. I became totally proficient at typing. It was just I only typed in keyboarding class and I only did the J, J, K, K. <laughs> like, guess <laughs> you're playing around yeah, a lot in class those, if you're joking so much. No, those were the games like where it's like you have to hit the key as it pops up on the screen and all that. It was just JK, JK. You didn't ever learn other letters? No, those were the only ones that mattered. Oh, okay. I mean, I guess if you want to let someone know you're playing around. Mm -hmm. um, so, Hulu ads. Mm -hmm. There's an ad on Hulu right now, and it's a Starbucks commercial. With a Santa Claus? Did you catch what Santa says to the guy he walks by on the yep. way to Starbucks? Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> he says... Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. 
He says happy holidays. Yeah. I noticed it last night. And they the commercial plays it up like he might actually be Santa and not just a mall Santa. Yes. So, like, Starbucks is trying to be like, like jab, 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 yeah. Santa says happy holidays. You know what? Santa, I, I think, is the sort of person who wouldn't discriminate based on your your preferred holiday or your faith. I agree, but the he's not real. Why are we talking about this? I mean, the, but, Nor, the NORAD <laughs> tracker, from that, we actually know that Santa visits every country, regardless of their religious or military affiliations. Okay. Oh, right. I forgot that's a thing, yeah. that you can track it. Mm-hmm. Okay, but the thing is um, that the point is that Starbucks is like, ha fuck you. Like, <laughs> I actually got a Starbucks... Uh, drink the other day. Was it, it Pokemon? No. Uh, I wanted a hot tea. My throat was a little raw. And There uh, are hotties in Starbucks. Yeah. Sometimes. Um, I went up there, I got my drink, and it was it was in that controversial red cup. Mm-hmm. Except this year, instead of just a plain red cup, these sons of bitches, <laughs> these godless heathens, <laughs> had the nerve to put a fucking candy cane on it. <laughs> candy canes and snowflakes the no mo- baby there was no baby jesus there was no nativity the most pagan symbol of all yeah. possibly the candy cane yeah there, there was no uh king herod uh you know <laughs> pursuing anyone you know nothing like that right right three wise men maybe mm-hmm Um, why did you write Grandma Christmas Fart? <laughs> Wait, let's talk about Happy Holidays more. Okay, what about Happy Holidays? I told you this story already. Yeah? Uh, I was in work the other day, and, uh, there were a couple of older people. Oh, this is good. This is who good. I, I would assume knew each other either from church or just, like, common acquaintances. Uh, Or they meet up at Walmart once a week to play out this scene. They're in a local theater company. Yeah. Uh, It was almost too perfect. The the older man says to the woman, Merry Christmas. And she says, well, Merry Christmas. And as he's walking away, he turns out, he goes, yeah, we can say that now. And she goes, yes, we can. And then he goes, you gotta say it. And I was just because if you don't, I immediately was like, just in my mind, I was like, this guy has an imaginary conflict that he's very worked up over. And I just, I wanted to turn. See, the the problem with being at work and hearing things like this is you can't participate in them in the way that you would like because. You could lose your employment. <laughs> uh, I wanted to turn to him and say, Oh my God, we could say that now? Were we not allowed to? Tell me about one time, just one single time in your entire life, that someone made an earnest attempt to prevent you from saying Merry Christmas. I want to hear about it. To uh, be fair, <laughs> to be fair, while I agree with you wholeheartedly... I mean, maybe it was... Prior to the birth of Christ, because this old bastard (laughs) was like... (laughs) To be fair, you're making a sarcastic comment, and so was he. He was making a sarcastic joke to his friend. I don't think so. I think it was... 
Daddy Trump is in the White House now. We're free to be he, Christians. Good old Christians. Not, he's not very funny, but in his mind, mm. he's making a joke. I don't think he was making a joke, or at least not the one that you think. Well, you want to talk about the war on Christmas? You wrote Black Christmas Tree. We have a Black Christmas Tree in this house. Why did you want to write about the Black Christmas Tree? I feel like... The makers of Christmas decorations have only just finally begun to catch up to me. <laughs> For my... years, you've been chopping the clearance Halloween section. Yeah, on on November first. Yeah, uh, I actually, when I was younger, I used to buy Christmas trees and spray paint them black myself. Really? They did not make that. I had to get a white tree or a green tree and spray paint it black. And now. It's like my dreams have come true these many years later. And last year, for the first time, I was able to purchase a black Christmas tree pre-lit. And all you got to do is plug it in. And and you know what? It looks very nice. And you watch... It it looks like it's an LED one with the lights built in. It has, like, the fiber optic You sit around it and you watch the film Black Christmas. Yeah. Um, Do you remember that movie? No. That's the one with... Is it Tyler Perry's Christmas? No, that's the one... (laughs) Where it's at a, a sorority, all the sorority girls are there for Christmas, and this murderer shows up and kills them all. Is it Goldberg? The wrestler Goldberg? Yeah, there's a Christmas movie where Goldberg plays Santa Claus. No, uh, no, 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 no. That's like a... Santa's sh- sleigh. Yeah, that's like a shitty B-movie. Yeah. Black Christmas was like a big budget release. Like in it wasn't National shitty? theaters. Oh, I'm sure it was shitty. Okay. I think it was a remake of a movie from the 80s. I see. When slasher films were uh, big. My favorite Christmas movie, and it's sort of a tradition I've created for myself in the past few years, is to watch Rare Exports, a Christmas movie, <laughs> every year for Christmas. I guess I, I'm going to be off on Christmas Day and Christmas Eve. I guess I need to watch those it's, movies. It's available on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Which we have on the Xbox. Um, wait. Courtesy of your ex-girlfriend. I didn't know we still had that. Yes, we do. I sometimes watch things on its Oh, time. I told her we got rid of it. I guess I lied. Um, all right. If you didn't know better, you didn't lie. I didn't know better, yeah. Um, what is your... Is that your favorite Christmas movie? Yeah, I think so. Everyone, everyone says Die Hard. I think that's just like the cool thing. Like, oh, I like Die Hard. It, it's a great movie. I love Die Hard. Die Hard 2 is better. Also a Christmas movie, though. Come to Daddy, Falcon. Okay, now I've never seen a Die Hard movie, but I have heard a million people fuck? make arguments about whether or not Die Hard One or Two is a or Die Hard One is a Christmas movie. But I've heard distinct arguments from fans that Die Hard Two is not a Christmas movie. It is. Both of those films are Christmas movies. Okay. Did you know there's a Die Hard coloring book now? No. Okay, so. Pre do you, do you pre, have a favorite Christmas movie? I was going to say pre-Rare Exports. What's your favorite? Oh, I don't know. That's tough. I I mean, I could sit here and think for a long time about what my favorite Christmas movie might be, but it's going to be A Christmas Story. A Christmas Story is pretty great, although the 24 hours of A Christmas Story that they do every year sort of runs it into the ground a little bit. Also, I like watching it. I worked in a place that decided to participate in 24 hours of a Christmas story for about a month prior to Christmas. Mm. And so that definitely put a little damper on it for me. Yeah. Well, I, don't, I haven't had cable in like 
10 years, so I haven't been able to watch right. it 24 hours repeat, but I, I always liked watching it. And Christmas Vacation. And it's very relatable. Darren McGavin in that movie just is my dad, so <laughs> it's, I relate to that movie in that way. Home Alone, I think, is a good one. Classic. And then Home Alone 2 is a better Christmas movie. Home Alone 2 is definitely a little bit more Christmassy and gave us the gift of Papa Trump. Right. We, he wouldn't have been a thing yeah. if it weren't for that movie yep. that made his career. It's true. Um, I don't know. I, I wish I would have prepared a better list of Christmas movies that I like. Why did you write this? Wait. Oh, well, we were talking about uh, the Christmas story being played 24 hours a day for a month before Christmas. The worst part about working in a big box or any sort of, like, retail environment is the fucking Christmas music. How early does that start? I remember one year I was sitting at work on Halloween, (laughs) and they played a song from Nightmare Before Christmas as though to say, all right. It's t- we're on we're on that line. <laughs> the tipping and, point yep. has begun. Uh, and they did the uh, this is Halloween, and I I think they followed it with um, making Christmas. Is that or another taking Christmas? Whichever one is that another Nightmare Before Christmas? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then from that point on, all Christmas, all the time, twenty four seven. This year has been better. Because they've rotated in, like, regular songs, and then, like, as it started, it was like, there would be a Christmas song every once in a while, and then they've just, like, slowly ramped it up. There's, like, someone with their <laughs> hand on a lever. Jack's doing a pantomime. <laughs> every day, yeah. the uh, security guard just moves it forward it, like, a little like bit more. Like a captain of a ship. It's, like, just pushing the throttle He's forward. changing the Christmas music to 20 knots. To full steam ahead. Yeah. <laughs> uh... The problem with this is that there's only so many Christmas songs, and there's certain ones that have been covered way more than the others. And the store you work at plays a lot of the covers, don't they? Yeah, and some of them aren't terrible, but they're like, oh, it's a different song, but you've actually heard Santa Baby in like four to five different iterations throughout two hours. I don't like the covers. I only want to hear the originals. You know, I've, I've been surprised this year. Taylor Swift's Last Christmas, I don't hate it. I mean, she's great. So. She's pretty great. Um, but the the one that's always the most troubling, there was a year when the they used to send it in on a disc, like an MP3 disc, and just plug it into a CD player in the back that played through the PA system. You should try to break it next year. Well, it broke itself. Okay. This has been several years now, but it got stuck on three songs. How does it even do that? I don't know. The week before Christmas, it started playing the same three songs on a loop constantly, and it made me want to kill myself, and it made (laughs) everyone else really upset. Like, everyone was fucking annoyed, and one of those songs was Baby, It's Cold Outside. The original? Yeah, which is... Admittedly, it's a catchy tune. It's very famous. it's, It's a little sexy, but, like, in the wrong way. Yeah. And I, I remember that being the first time I noticed, like, there's something wrong with this I song. I think they just talked about this on WrestleMania. 
I've seen it this year a lot on Facebook, people talking about it, and I've been thinking about this for a long time, and I I told my girlfriend the other day, if you took the lyrics to Baby It's Cold Outside and you just wrote them down on a piece of paper <laughs> and you gave them to an actor and an actress to do a cold reading, you would get a reading of a rape scene. Yeah, it's rapey. It, it's not just like, huh, this, this seems like it could be a... It's like, there's a distinct line where the girl says... The answer is no. <laughs> and his retort is, but hey, you know, it's, it's chilly out there, you know? Like, <laughs> uh, so you're going to go out there in the and cold? Then, or? And then uh, another part where she says, what's in this drink? No. Yeah. That's in the song? Yeah, it is. Which... That part could be innocent enough. Like, oh, you've mixed my drink a little stronger than I anticipated, and I'm feeling flushed. But in today's context, it <laughs> seems a little strange. It's the part where she just says, no, and he's like, song's not over yet. <laughs> that, <laughs> it, that should It should be like, the answer is no. I respect your decision. Let me call you a cab. Or like... <laughs> So do you have the Uber app I'll pay? Like it's it's um it's weird how sometimes in America just because we like something based on tradition we're willing to overlook so much about it. Mm-hmm. Like for example, on when I went home for the holidays, there was which holiday, sir? Um don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's Christmas. We can say that now. <laughs> You're pointing your pen very yeah. sharply at me. Um we got to say it. <laughs> Everything will come crashing yeah. down if we don't. Um, there was a, a Star Wars marathon on. They were playing the original trilogy. Okay. And I was watching it with my mom. And like, What's bef- her favorite Star Wars movie? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure she has little opinion on it. She's definitely seen them all. She's going to see Rogue One with my brother and my nephew on Christmas Day. Cool. That's become I'm going the, too. They they called it their new tradition, and I'm like, tradition? You've only done it one time. <laughs> anyway, um, okay. Before I say my complaint here, let me ask you a question: Have we ever learned definitely one way or the other if when Lucas wrote Luke and Leia kissing in A New Hope that he knew later on? I I believe so. Yes, he knew that all along. Mm-hmm. Okay. That being said. It's pretty fucked up that Star Wars is so beloved in this country by so many different yeah. groups of people, and we all just overlook that there's, like, a fucking straight-up... Incestuous kiss. Yeah. Yeah, it is messed up. But they didn't know. I watched it... Yesterday on YouTube, I watched a, like, um, a montage of how many times they kiss. It's, like, a lot. She gives him, like, a little peck in the first movie. She gives him a pack like four or five times, and then there's like a, a full-on one, too. The full-on one in Empire to make Han jealous. And that's like really fucked up. Yeah. And we all just kind of like overlook that. Ooh. You know, I read something really good once. It's, it's circulated the internet for years now, but it's somebody just writing this like terrible confession. And it's like, oh, you know, like... 
my sister and I were adopted and I didn't see her very much and you know we didn't know where my dad was and my mom died when we were born and um this is gonna sound really weird but this one day I found this tape of my sister and I used to just watch it over and over again and then like it's really weird but at some point we ended up kissing and then, like, it goes through all this... And then at one point you realize, you go, oh, this is just Star Wars. Someone is just explaining the plot oh, of Star okay. Wars, but, like, you see how messed up it is when it's in a modern context outside of that movie. You're like, oh, oh yeah, this is really gross. But, okay, so take Baby It's Cold Outside and take those two people that had that conversation in mm-hmm. the big box store and try to explain to them that we shouldn't play that song because it's rapey. And then, what do you think they would say? That I was a liberal asshole who didn't know what they were talking about. But but they're like, well, I grew up listening to that song. It's a tradition, you know? Yeah, I grew up listening to that song, and I only raped four or five people in my day. Like, that's the thing, is that that sort of culture was sort of just accepted back then, and they didn't consider it rapey. They considered it romantic, and that... That guy was trying really hard. He was really into her. And her protests were her being coy, quote-unquote. And and so that's how they're always going to perceive it, even though it's, it's not just that it's wrong now. It's that it was wrong then, and nobody did anything about it. But that's why I'm really stuck on the idea of tradition here. Because if you were to say to those people... It's okay that we liked that song at the time because maybe it was more accepted. But now we have to be like, this is like we were wrong. This mm-hmm. is not an okay song. And because they're so stuck on the idea that it is an okay song, it would be a war on Christmas for you to try to remove it from the it's, big box store playlist. It's hard to admit you're wrong, especially when you've been wrong for seventy years, <laughs> seventy years running. <laughs> It's hard to admit you're wrong, not just because you're wrong. Like, it's not this, oh, I was incorrect about that. It's not like, oh, I said Home Alone came out in 1996, but it was actually, you know, like... Right. It's, I was wrong, and I have been behaving according to this information for my entire life, and decisions that I've made have been informed by this. I know I've brought this up on the show before, but... The idea of Native Americans versus Indians. It's mm-hmm. just like, it's the most embarrassing thing about America that I could think of. Is that we're like, oh, that was wrong? Yeah, you know what, we're not going to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> and and you just said that song is, what, 70 years old or whatever. The Indians thing is 600 years old. Um, yeah, it's problematic. <laughs> Alright, whatever. I, it just... I was going somewhere with that, but I I don't remember where now. It's hard to admit that you're wrong. Especially for Americans. Yeah. Do you want to talk about Grandma's Christmas fart? (laughs) Yeah, I had this memory of my grandmother, the one who passed away recently. Christmas was a huge deal at her house. Our Christmas Eve celebration was always there. It was a really big event. 
all the family would be there from my dad's side. There were lots of presents. There was a huge meal. And then we would all do, like, the gift exchange, and then we would sit around, and, you know, the adults might have a drink, and they would be talking and laughing and, you know, telling stories and jokes and in- inside jokes of the family from, like, Christmas's past and everything. And it slowly started to dwindle over the years. The house got less and less decorated. There were fewer people. There were fewer presents. All but I would still go to my grandma's house and stay the night there a week or two before Christmas, which I now realize was to give my folks time alone to go Christmas shopping and wrap gifts and do all that oh, stuff. Oh, you mean you would be dropped off? I yeah. thought you meant like when you were an adult, you would still go. No, no. Um, I would still go to the, the Christmas thing, but... I would go and I would help my grandma decorate the house. We would get out all the decorations, we would put up the trees, the lights, the whole nine yards. And then as years went on, eight yards and seven yards. Um, but we were decorating the Christmas tree and we we're wrapping the lights around it. And so we, you start at the top and you go downward. And my grandma dropped the string of lights. <laughs> And I was following along behind her, like, straightening them out and making sure they were hung on the tree How old are you? I was probably eight or nine. Okay. She dropped the strand, and when she bent down to pick it up, she just goes... (laughs) (laughs) And she she popped right up, and she goes, whoop! And she turned around, and I was like, it's a fart, it's hilarious, but it's your grandma, and she might be embarrassed. Like, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh. (laughs) And I'm sitting there, like, so conflicted about this this hilarious fart, because, like, you forget, you, you know that farts are funny. You know that you fart and your friends fart. You forget that grandmas fart, too. <laughs> and my grandma just let out this hilarious little trumpet fart. Yeah. And she turns to me, and I could t- I think she was embarrassed, but didn't want me to know that she was embarrassed. She was like, oh, bet you didn't know grandmas did that. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> and... It smelled just a little bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we had to, like, keep moving. So we, we went to the opposite side of the tree and, and took, like, a little 30-second breather just to let it clear. But I just... I remember my grandma's hilarious fart. <laughs> like, 20 years later. It will uh, always be one of the funniest moments. Was she really elderly at the time? I mean, she was my grandma, so for the whole time I've known her, she hasn't been young. Do you think that she might have been old enough that when that happened, that she... I don't think so. Don't think so? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. I, by the end, yes, but <laughs> but then, no. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you think she did? Uh, it depends. <laughs> That's good. That's good. High five. Uh, we could talk about our Christmas together, but you know, you don't, you haven't had Christmas yet. You had a birthday today. Yeah, you. Um, how did this happen? We've I never... was just having a tough October, so I didn't get you okay. anything for your we, birthday. We never discussed it. I never thought of it, and it was completely out of my mind that I was. There was no like birthday gifts or anything this year. We just we had so much going on with the party. I didn't even like think about it. And then when you're like, oh, these are your birthday gifts, I was like, uh, what? They're wrapped in Christmas paper and they're under the tree. Well, so I was having a tough October financially because of, I had medical bills coming in and we were trying to plan a party. Yeah. And so I said I would get you a gift later and you said don't get me anything and I said I would anyway. And I also told you at the time of your birthday 
that I had a gift in mind for you that didn't work out. Okay. And that gift was one that I thought of independently on my own. I thought of the idea. And then you came to me at a later date and said that you wanted this thing. And then I was like, oh, shit, now it's going to look like it was his idea, even though I'd already thought of this and I was already planning to get you it. But then I said it didn't work out. And I don't know if we want to say why it didn't work out. I'll let you determine that. But I was going to get you a flannel cakes flag. A flag with the new logo on it, because I thought you would like that. And then you told me you wanted one. And I was like, fuck, now it's going to look like it's his idea. But then we, I don't don't know, this is the part that I may have to cut. I don't know how you feel about this. But then we had a conversation about how there might be a shelf life to the podcast. About investing in investing money and time into something that might die might die yeah someday well everything dies someday yeah we've already covered that on this show so i didn't know how you felt about that but then i got you some other fun stuff for your birthday which you opened today yeah because your christmas present isn't coming until later today so i guess i'll give you that on christmas yeah so it was weird because we exchanged christmas and birthday gifts i gave you and yours were wrapped in christmas paper and you gave me birthday gifts yeah I should have wrapped yours in the Star Wars paper, and you should have wrapped... Well, the Star Wars paper was distinctly Christmassy, though. You know... I think it was, like, Christmas-colored. Are you off on either Sunday or Monday? I will not be here. Damn, I was gonna say, we should really watch the Star Wars Christmas special together. I love that. Uh, this is actually a big year for me. This is the first time in many years I am going to meet... My significant other's family, which I last did like six years ago, seven years ago. Are you nervous? I mean, I'm sure bit. I'm sure you're a bit of a charmer. The last, well, I always thought that I had a, a pretty good uh, way with the folks, you know, like I, I did well with girlfriends, parents, um, until my last like long-term significant other <laughs> when I... Uh, the first time I met her family was going back to her home on Christmas, and it was not a fun experience. Her, well, her mom was the, her, we can say it, Christmas again now. It was, yeah. And it was also the first Christmas after her father had passed, and yep, yep. so his parents were there, and and uh, her mother was there, and it was very awkward, and there was like a lot of crying. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, it stopped being... Like, I, I was trying to be very understanding of, like, this must be really hard. She just lost her husband. And then it turned into, like, is, does she just keep pushing this back to make me uncomfortable? Like, I felt like it was, like... Was she putting it on you specifically? I mean, it was the deceased's parents, his sister, and his wife. Mm-hmm. And daughter sitting in a room together with me. Oh, there wasn't, like, further extended no, family. No, and it was, like... It was, like, the people most affected by this death. All eyes on this new guy. How's he reacting? And, and so it was it was just very uncomfortable. Yikes, dude. And also, you know that I had a very strained relationship with this woman to begin with, and... I mean, I didn't ask... I specifically didn't ask my girlfriend to come home for family Christmas mm-hmm. because I went home for a funeral, and I was like... Yeah, that's not the way to introduce her to all this. She doesn't need to be brought in during all this. No. Uh, when my grandma passed away, my mom was like, "Are you going to bring her?" And I was like, 
No. Why why would I do that? Like, hey, do you want to come meet a bunch of sad people that don't know who you are? <laughs> yeah. And 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 sit, you know, within sight of a dead body of someone that you never met and like it's, that's not that's not fun. That's not cool at all. Yeah. It's not cool. Arfie tore a leg off of something. That's off of his uh, kangaroo that he humps. <laughs> he has a mustache! Oh my gosh! He has this furry um, kangaroo toy that he chews on, and he ripped one of its legs off, and now he's running around with the leg in his mouth, and it looks like he has a big police stash. It does. It's even the same color as his fur. We have to get a picture of this. It's oh my god! It's gonna be impossible to get it at the perfect pose whenever he's actually holding it. Oh my god! See if you can make this happen. It will make my life forever and ever and ever. Arf. Hey, no, he's stepping on it. Please put it in your mouth, Harvey. Oh my god! He's... I will be forever happy if we can pull this off. Yeah, you know, I think you should try this later. All it's... right, we're gonna try it later. Damn it! Don't let him lose that leg. <laughs> He looks like a little police dog with a police mustache. <laughs> he, needs, he needs one of those old-timey police hats. <laughs> the, the, like the deerstalker style. Wait. The, like I know what Sherlock a deerstalker is. You know, where it's right. just sort okay. of like a, a dome up top. Okay, when you first said old-timey police hat, I thought you meant like a copper hat. No, they still wear those. In England? No, just different police departments still wear those hats. I'm talking like a what's a what's a British police officer called? A Bobby. Yeah, like that hat. Look at the pantomime that I'm making. Pope, you're doing a pope hat. <laughs> you know, you're, how, you're thinking you of the how, royal guard. You know how British police officers wear pope hats, yeah. right? Yeah. And their police cars um, have plexiglass sides all around them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. He's the about. sole police. Oh <laughs> man, that was lame. <laughs> lame. Um. Okay, so, what else is on your list that's not cartoon or serial related? Uh, I had to wrap my gifts, and I am now a fully-fledged adult for most respects. Yeah, I didn't even put this together. For people that don't know, that's not a thing that you do. Well, at least between you and I, we don't often wrap gifts. Can I... I'm gonna I'm gonna say a truth on the mic okay. here. That's like a thing that you pushed on me. At one point in our friendship, you were like, "We should just always put it in a bag and hand it to the other person. That'll be like our thing." And I went in my mind, I was like, "That's your thing. I, <laughs> I wrap gifts. <laughs> You're trying to put your thing on me so you feel less bad about it." Hmm. I mean, maybe that's your reading of that. <laughs> uh, I'm just I'm bad at wrapping, and I thought by this time in my life, like. I thought at some point the skill would just come to me and I would get it. Mm -hmm. And I try really hard every year. And it, I've gotten better, I think. You just opened some some gifts wrapped by me. and Pretty good. Eight, I, a, eight no, out of ten. Eight, wow, I think that was generous. I would have said, like, at least a six. Okay, six but out of ten. It used to just be, like, a ball of tape and ripped up right. paper, like, wrapped up. Right. You're that commercial of the dad struggling... Yeah, if there was an infomercial about an easy way to wrap gifts, I would be the before picture. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, um, by the way, 
really quickly, super quick side note. Did you see that funny video going around on the internet? And it says 2016 in a nutshell, and it's just a compilation video of people from infomercials, but the part where they're failing to do the thing before <laughs> they get the product that makes it better. Okay, anyway. Um, if it makes you feel better... I learned – I've always known how to rap because I learned when I was really young from Rodeo. He taught me. And the older I get, the more people I meet who you would think have that skill. And not only do they not, they're blown away that I do have that skill. See, I've taken special care to, like, try to learn before. I've had people sit down – people who are really good sit down and show me how to do it. Still just can't quite nail it down. Uh, well, what I'm saying is you shouldn't feel bad because apparently it's very impressive when someone can do it. I didn't think it was that impressive. I, I remember I tweeted this. I don't know if this was from my personal account or from Flannel Cakes, but like some... Harfie, <laughs> shut up! At some point last year, I was put like, at a certain age, poorly wrapping your gifts stops being endearing, and I think I'm past that age now. <laughs> Like, from a little kid, if they just tried really hard... I whapped this for you. Yeah, you're like, aww. And then at, at 30, they're like, Jesus, dude, get it together. Like, <laughs> you did this? You did this as, as an adult. This is duct tape? What? <laughs> like, just buy a bag next year. <laughs> duct tape. I have put duct tape on a present before. <laughs> Out of necessity. Well, um... I don't know, I guess just because I learned young, you know? There are plenty of skills that you learned when you were young, like, you know, that I didn't. You know, like, how to play football or something. <laughs> so, yeah. Come on up, Arfie. You, come, need, you need attention. Come ruin the podcast. Uh, what else did you write down that you wanted to talk about that's not yeah, cartoons that's, or cereal? That's pretty much it for right now. Uh, I will tell a funny Christmas shopping story. Okay, can you come closer to the mic? Uh, during during a Christmas shopping trip recently, when I I had gone home for the funeral, uh, I met with our friends Josh and Katie and my sweet little goddaughter Murphy, mm-hmm. and she is what like six months old, thereabout. Not five. even quite. She just turned five months. And uh, we went out to dinner after a, a Toys R Us trip. And we were sitting in this restaurant, and there's pretty much no one else in there. She's in her little restaurant high chair that they have. You know, you know the classic wooden, like, A-frame thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're all sitting around eating, and she's doing her weird baby thing where she's like, I can't quite hold myself up, and, like, kind of like, tottering around. Yeah. And at one point, she just stops, turns to the side, <laughs> leans over, and just goes, mouth open, and just pukes right on the floor <laughs> and it looked so like professionally done like she was an experienced alcoholic was just like yeah and so i was talking to her in just a second <laughs> and just like right back at and him you said you were the only one looking at her when it happened <laughs> well it was very funny and i was like wait what 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 just happened because she puked away from me uh-huh and where were you eating zaz Oh, right. Got it. I like that place. It's great. Um, but just, she's already learning important life skills. Not even five months old. Like how to make you laugh? Yeah. I, I was like, if Maverick was here, he would be crying. And like, oh, yeah. You think, people, you think puking is the funniest thing in the world? It's my trigger for people that don't know. It's my trigger for sure. 
That's why you love Arfie so much. I he... don't think it's... If he would just not throw up under the bed so I wouldn't have to climb <laughs> under the bed to clean it up, I might you start like to Bruce think it's Willis funny. You like Bruce Willis in Die Hard. You got, you're, you're just wearing your dirty wife beater. And he, he does make a hilarious noise when he's getting ready to throw up. He goes... <laughs> and it's very funny. But if I didn't know... If he didn't go under my bed and then start making the noise, and then I'd think, like, great, now I have to climb under my bed, I might find it funny, but... <laughs> what about all... when he does it in the crate? Is that funny? Sure, but, like, <laughs> it's just not funny when he when I have to climb under the bed. You hear that, Arf? Not funny, man. Do it anywhere else. We won't get mad. No, not anywhere else. <laughs> Try to do it on the hardwood, like, in front of Maverick's door. <laughs> he looks so high right now. Uh, Josh and Katie texted me last night. Because they bought tickets to see Mike Birbiglia and forgot oh. to include us in the ordeal before it sold out. Huh. Didn't even think to ask us. Yeah, isn't that crazy when there's, like, something that you know that your friends would want to go to and then yeah. you just you don't even think to mention it or include yeah. them in any way? He's doing the comedy attic, though. Like, remember that, what was that movie, Star Wars, that came out recently? Oh, come on. Oh, yeah. The first time I ever saw Star Wars, you were sitting one seat over from me. We saw Star Wars together. Mm -hmm. In fact, if anyone is a jerk here, you saw it before me. I did, but I saw it. We were living in separate states at the time. Oh, wait. Which Star Wars movie are we talking about? I'm talking about Rogue One. Well, yeah, for Rogue One, you you purchase tickets in advance. Wait, wait, wait. The story is the same, you douche. You're trying to call me a jerk, but in the case of both Force Awakens and Rogue One, the first time I saw it, you were sitting right next to me, and in both cases, you saw it before me, without me. So how am I a jerk here? What did I do that was wrong? The first time for Force Awakens, nothing. But this one, Rogue One... Like, in advance, you purchase tickets, assigned seat tickets. Like, you can't go in and buy more tickets later and be sitting together. And then you bought a ticket with your girlfriend and said absolutely nothing to me until, like, way after the fact. Because I looked into my crystal ball and it said, Jack will see it on a day when you're at work, Maverick. And I was right. Because you already had plans to see it without me. RV. Damn it, RV. <laughs> <laughs> um, the face that he makes when he does that is hilarious. Um, no, so listen. I predicted that you would see it before me oh, without that's me. that's called a self-fulfilling prophecy. I was right. You saw it before me without me. If I exclude you from my plans, you'll make other plans. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, you're so wrong. So you're saying, you're saying, if you had had a ticket to that Sunday show, which I didn't go to because I was attending to my grandma's oh, yeah. Yeah. dead body. Pulling the granny card here. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. You're saying that if I had gone to that show that you didn't have a ticket this to. This is not about the results. This is about the intent. That that would have been your first time seeing it. If we had made hard plans, yes. Bullshit. <laughs> Bull fucking shit. No. It's true. I went to see it without you because I was like, well, Maverick got tickets. He made plans without me. I'm just going to go see it. And so I did. It's what you did the year before, and so I anticipated it happening again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is just be an awkward podcast for the mm-hmm. rest of it. Nope. I can't wait to hear all the listener mail that says, man, what a jerk Maverick is. It's most always of, interrupting. Most of our listener <laughs> mail comes from your friends. So. <laughs> So, they're all going to be biased. Mm, 
I think that's your opinion. Uh, you know what was really sweet? That's a biased opinion. You know what was really sweet is one of your friends, one of our listeners, sent me a Facebook message telling me that he was sorry to hear that my grandma died. Oh, that is very nice. I know. I was like, I can't believe somebody listened and, and, and went can out I, of their way to say can that. Can I guess who it was? Was it Mike? Yeah, it was Bloody Mike. Mike. Yeah. That was very sweet of Mike to do that. Also, what a nice guy. He donated to our our uh, charity drive two times. Yeah, which I would say something about right now, but it's too late. He said, uh, I wanted to give you a little bump on the last day. What's our What's our final tally? Uh, $135. So, um, is today the day that you're going to go buy stuff? Um, I'll have to go through the GoFundMe and see how they pay it out and how quickly. Okay, but, but... Yes, ideally. By the time that this episode comes out, you will have already begun the process of either buying it or mm-hmm. donating it. Yes. Okay. So that's good to hear. Uh, I want to get, like, a really good photo of, like, the pile of cereal that we get, so... Sure. And I want to I want to stress this big time. The amount of money that you just told me we made is so much more than I thought we were going to make. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm at very least, happy with the results. At least four times beyond your, your top estimate. Yeah. So I'm really happy with the results. Yeah. Um, do you want to, on mic, say the next, like, listener participation thing we're doing? Or do you want to save it? Um, we'll tease it. We got a Pokemon Go Plus. Wait, you're going to tease it, but then just actually say what it is? Yeah. Well, we're going to do a giveaway. We don't yeah. know yet exactly how you, we're going to do I don't do think it. you know what the word tease means, but all right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we have a Pokemon Go Plus coming in I the mail said. to the house today. <laughs> and we will be giving it away on a future episode. So if you want one... Stay tuned for that. If you know people who want them, maybe suggest that they listen to this podcast. That would be great, too. Also, if you know other people who are just people in general, maybe suggest that they listen to this podcast. (laughs) Do that, too. We found out recently that your mom listened to this podcast a few times. I had to have a talk with my mom over the weekend. I was like, Mom, it's not for you. And she goes, Mm -hmm. well, all the ones that I listened to, you didn't talk about nasty stuff. Which makes me think she didn't really listen. I know, right? Or at least not to the whole thing. Right? And I was like, Mom, not for you. Cut it out. Yeah. Um, I had the same problem with my mom when I was in the band. She was always very offended and very, like, genuinely upset that I didn't invite her to come to our shows. And I specifically told her, do not. It's not for you. No. It's like, hey, Mom, this is me at a bar getting drunk with my buddies you want to come along yeah no that's no that's not for you yeah not hey mom for you, you want to come hear me swear loudly into a microphone while people dance around spilling beer on each other no yeah. no yeah. you don't want that i don't want that let's not do it right your mom doesn't understand that <laughs> no. she she would after she was there mm-hmm. you're petting art speaking of band you're petting arfie like he's a guitar like, you have your fingers set up in, like, a fret formation, and then you're strumming his backside with your other hand. Mm-hmm. Give an Arfie a G right now. <laughs> do you do you always pet dogs like guitars? No, just Arfie. Arfie really would be like a ukulele. <laughs> oh, man. Hmm. Uh, a We're over an hour now. So? And we haven't talked about cartoons or you know, cereal we always worry you you try to cut us i'm off. not worrying i'm just saying it's but a big accomplishment that we pulled this off we we consider a lot the length of this podcast 
Have you ever been listening to a podcast and then not completed it on like your drive to work or whatever and just been like, well, I guess I guess I'll never find out how that ends. No, you just play it the next time. Well, that's not the thing that not that I'm trying to argue that our podcast is too long, but that's not the argument people would make. They would make, well, I don't want to listen to the whole thing. I just want the meat of it, like get to the point or whatever. Well, but well, here's the, the thing. The point? I well, the part that we haven't talked about yet. Oh. But, you know, I, and once again, I'm not arguing that the podcast today should be shorter, but I will say the famous phrase that Pete used to say about his podcast when people would complain it was too long, because his show is always two hours or more. And I love it. Pete says, turn it off when you're done. <laughs> if, if you get to well, the point... Well, maybe we shouldn't encourage people to do that, because then they might not make it ten minutes. In. I think for this episode we should, because we're already at an hour and we haven't talked about any of the meat, and... Well, there's some meat. There's and if you if meat. you don't like, he, he's just saying if you don't if you want to complain about it and you don't like the length, just turn it. When you get to the part that you're done, turn it off. Mm-hmm. Is that is that what you tell your girlfriends too? If you, you don't like the length of it, you're not happy. Just when you're done with it. <laughs> <sighs> um, I have nothing else here. Do you have anything else there? No, I want to talk about what we did today. Okay. We watched my favorite episode of The Simpsons ever. It's definitely one of my top. It's my favorite Christmas episode, I think, of any show. What is your favorite Simpsons episode? I have a really hard time answering that question, but I think some of them would be this one in particular, um, the, the Space Coyote. When Homer eats oh the yeah, insanity, that's your favorite. That's pepper, your favorite, or the Maison Derriere. Right. So um, let's start off with a cool fact that I read online about this. <clears throat> we watched, <clears throat> excuse me, we watched the Bone Storm episode of The Simpsons. Yeah, the the episode where Bart shoplifts on Christmas. Yeah, he steals a video game that he wants, and Marge becomes very, very terribly upset with him. Yeah, that like, he did this. She, she's like broken as a right. mother. We'll get into all that, but here's a cool fact that I read. This is the second ever Christmas themed Simpsons episode. The first is the first episode of the show. That's correct. And this aired um This aired the same day, six years earlier. Sorry, six years after Simpsons roasting on an open fire. So hmm. six years apart. It's it's unusual for a series to not do a Christmas episode every year. Well, the writers thought that if they ever did one, they would just be repeating the first episode. Uh-huh. And then after this Bone Storm episode came out, um, they had new Christmas episodes almost every year after. That's good. This is a really, really great episode. And it's a like, classic Simpsons. I like it because there are some Simpsons episodes that are just funny, and there are some that have heart, and this one has a great amount of both. Yeah, I think in the earlier episodes there were a lot more, like, sort of tender family moments where there was definite heart to it, and there were, like, really real relationships between, like, between Homer and Marge and between the kids and their parents. Right, and... Sorry, I thought there was more to your thought there. (laughs) But this one, I mean... We'll we'll get into it, but Marge does go through like a very traumatic family incident here, yeah. and Bart really realizes the consequences of his actions. But it's still a very funny episode. Yeah, it's like that 
that moment as a kid when your parents do the I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed and it's like sincere and you realize like, oh my god, I let down like I severely let down the person who cares more about me than anyone in the world and he feels like shit. Yeah, it's like you didn't invite your mom to your concert. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel bad about that. Okay, so let's run through the episode and we can drop in anytime we want to talk about fun stuff that happens in this episode. So um, at the beginning, we're really trying to drive home the point that Marge is like an overbearing, overloving mother. Yes. Like she's really making a point to tuck Bart in and embarrass him with yep, songs. The and tuck in express. Yeah, and she there's like a thing about his caboose and she pats his butt, you know. Yeah. Um, really driving that home. Uh Bart sees a commercial for a video game that he wants called Bone Storm. Boring. You want excitement? Dump this up your stocking! Whoa! <laughs> entertaining oh yeah so tell your folks buy me bone storm or go to hell buy me bone storm or go to hell um i think they're loosely based on mortal Kombat. yeah 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 a uh, very violent video game and then the the santa in the commercial says <laughs> tell your parents to buy you bone storm or go to hell yeah bart <laughs> runs into the kitchen and says buy me bone storm or go to hell um now this aired during that crusty special, the crusty kind of Christmas oh, special. Oh my god, <laughs> that special was great. What was the name of the corporation, or what was that corporation that sponsored the crusty kind of Christmas special? It was a chemical corporation that sells your body's chemicals after you die, and they also, <laughs> and then it was, and also by Sweetie's Cupcakes, a subsidiary of Nigel Corporation. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Bart sees the commercial. He asks for the game. Marge tells him no. Mm-hmm. Marge goes because it's expensive. And in the early days of The Simpsons, they frequently addressed that they were a low-income family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Bart takes his change to comic book guy. Tries to buy the game for a dollar. Comic book guy won't sell it to him. He says something sarcastic. <laughs> he does say something sarcastic. Um, he says Bart can rent the game, but they're sold out of renting it. And instead, they only have Lee, Lee Carvalho's putting challenge. Yeah, um, Bart's upset; doesn't want that game. And then he go. And so then there's a scene of him going to the try and save. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And they're playing "Baby, It's Cold Outside" in the try and save. <laughs> yeah, on a loop. Yeah. No, and so we both pointed out during this scene, we're like, I remember from watching this episode as a kid. I always thought it was weird in this episode that Bart wears a purple zip-up hoodie. Yes. For the entire episode, and I remember, like, that's weird, because he never has that in any other episode, even when it's cold outside. All of the characters actually have, like, specific cold-weather gear. There is, like, Maggie looks like a star. Whenever she right. They they have their thing, but that's not Bart's cold-weather thing, no. is it? No. It's, it's He has this his, specific item. It's not Bart's canon... If they made the action figure of cold-weather Bart, it would not be wearing the purple. Right. If they made Bonestorm Bart, though... Um, I was listening. Oh, they should. I would buy that one. I was listening to a, um, 
uh, Judge John Hodgman recently, and this guy was talking about his friend that wears the same thing every day, and he compared his friend to Doug Funny. And the judge <laughs> was like, a "Sweater vest." Well, no, just because he wears the same thing. And the judge was like, "Why did you specifically pick Doug Funny? That you could have picked any cartoon character. Like, you know how the Simpsons are always changing their clothes all the time." Yeah. <laughs> so. um we we both pointed that out in the scene where Bart is walking to the try and save, and then we quickly realized why he is wearing this because he goes to the video game display. Thieves wear hoodies. Well, he he needs it. He he hides the the game in his yeah. hoodie. Um, but let's not skip ahead to that because we got to talk about the scene where he's at the video game display wanting the game, and an employee opens it for this little boy who's gonna whose mom is gonna buy him a little the game. boy with a rat tail. And I think he has an earring. Yeah, this real piece of shit kid that is in the try and save yeah. with his mom. And his young mother with her leather jacket. Yeah. Gavin, don't you already have this game? No, Mom, you idiot! I have Bloodstorm and Bone Squad and Bloodstorm 2, stupid. Oh, I'm sorry, honey. We'll take a Bone Storm. Well, get two! I'm not sharing with Caitlin! That must be the happiest kid in the world. And she's like, she's like, oh, that's the game you want, then that's the one we're going to get. And he's like, shut up, Mom. <laughs> yeah. He's and just, he goes, better get two, because I don't want to share with Caitlin. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which means there's probably a younger sister at home who's about to get bone storm for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the kid's just real shitty with his mom. And then... Um, Bart is looking at the the game. the The employee left the display open. Jimbo and Nelson come over and encourage Bart to shoplift. They they show off some things that they've shoplifted. Nelson has stolen a blue vest that he's wearing under (laughs) the blue vest that he wears. The kind I like. (laughs) (laughs) So um, Bart does end up stealing the game Mm -hmm. on the way out of the store. Oh, he gets stopped hard by Detective Don Bronco. Yeah, Don Bradka stops him, and uh, did you see who does the voice of Don Bradka? No, I can look it up for you. Um, so Don Bradka, like Ed Asner type character. Uh, yeah, I would believe it's him. No, it's not. It's, it's not, not him. It's, it's definitely someone that, who it's works. A, it's a type on the show. Yeah, so he gets stopped, and then as he's being pulled back into the store to um, be punished for this, hold on, I'm not on the page. Lawrence Tierney hmm. is who plays him. Um, as he's being pulled back in, the shitty kid is coming out with his mom, and the mom says something to the extent of, that kid's parents must have made some really bad choices. And, and his response is, shut up, mom! <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because, like, you you know that kid. Like, you've seen that kid at the store. Yeah, and it's funny that the mom is judging Bart, mm-hmm. even though her kid is gonna grow up to be a horrible horrible person he's already a horrible horrible person so um bart gets pulled in the security guard's office i wanted to point out when so the security guard shows him a troy mcclure video about why you shouldn't shoplift yeah, classic troy mcclure and what i thought was great was you know if you i mean i'm sure anyone listening to this is familiar that troy mcclure always points out other films that you might know him from mm-hmm. one of the ones he points out is designated drivers the life-saving nerds yeah <laughs> that made me think of me. Um, yeah, so they watch a video about why you shouldn't shoplift, and then uh, Bradka yells at Bart. He calls the uh, he calls Bart's parents, 
to tell them about the shoplifting. And <laughs> leaves a message. He, well, he's he, having he plays like, out the whole yep. conversation. Yep, Detective Don Brodka. Mm-hmm. Don Brodka. Uh. <laughs> yes, yes, Mr. and Mrs. Simpson. Uh, Harvey, yes. what the fuck, dude? Calm down, dude. <laughs> That's going to sound really funny on Mike. I feel like I need to throw the ball into the bathroom, and then when he goes in for it, just shut the door. <laughs> um, so he plays out this whole conversation that sounds like he's telling Bart's parents what Yes, I understand. What you must be very disappointed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then it turns out, he hangs up, and he goes, they weren't home. I left a message. <laughs> So Bart quickly apologizes for uh, what he did, says he feels sorry, and then he needs to go home. Then he, but he no, but he's banned. From right, ever he gets banned from the, the store. Sa- they say he'll go to juvie if he ever comes back in the store. And he'll spend Christmas in juvie. So uh, he's on his bike racing home, and at the same time, the rest of the family is in their pink sedan, their pink station wagon, yeah. racing home. Or I guess. Homer's car is pink. The station wagon is red. Something like that. Doesn't matter. They're in the car racing home. Bart's trying to get home to erase the message. Homer's trying to get home to change Maggie. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Bart beats them there. Homer plays the answering machine message, and it's uh, that famous song. That's from Camp- a movie. Camp right? It's from a movie, right? I don't think so. I mean, it might be in a movie. It's Alan Sherman. Okay. Yeah. But the. Hello, Mata. Hello, Fada. Marge, is Lisa at Camp Granada? <laughs> and then, uh... I, I, I remember that joke so, what, like, sometimes I just, in my head, would be like, Hello, Mata. <laughs> and then every time, after the first couple lines, I just go, Marge, is Lisa at Camp Granada? <laughs> and then, uh, Bart hides the answering machine tape where no one will ever find it, which in is the in, Alan Sherman's in the Alan Sherman's... In the Alan Sherman, uh, cassette box. So, then the Marge is very excited for what's happening next, which is they're going to go get their family pictures taken at the try and save, mm-hmm. a Christmas photo. And they look back over all the ones over the years that Bart has ruined. All, all the, of them. <laughs> yeah, all the previous pictures of Bart doing something funny. The funniest of which is Bart holding a word bubble up next to Homer's head that says, I stink. <laughs> when Homer looks at it, he goes, hey, I don't remember saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Another one of my favorite jokes. Yeah, that, this is a really classic one. In uh, fact, that gag inspired a later gag in college. I uh, I had this friend who was a real like straight laced kind of guy, mm-hmm. and one night we had some drinks in a dorm room, and we had a giant bag of condoms, and this guy dozed off like half propped up on the bed while we were watching a movie Mm -hmm. and so we scattered condoms all over the bed around him and made a word bubble sign that says like "Mm, ribbed for her pleasure and held it up and took his photo Um, that's good that's good i was inspired by the simpsons (laughs) uh so they Bart is trying very hard to get out of going to the try and save because he doesn't want to get caught by Brodka in the store and end up in juvie. He has a, I remember he has a hallucination about what juvie will be like. Yeah. And uh, they have a Santa behind bulletproof glass and you drop a ticket into a box and you pull out a gift. That came from the Port Authority Lost and Found. Yeah. What did Bart get? A soiled wig. Bart gets a soiled wig and then the Santa behind the glass just goes... 
Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Okay, so then uh, they're at the store. Bart's trying very hard to not get caught. They're taking the picture. It seems like he's going to get away with it. And then Maggie starts crying. And the picture comes out with... Yeah, the final picture that's taken is Bart being yanked away by Brodka and everyone else is posing. And then later, when the family goes home, they have that picture framed. Like she hangs him up. She's not going to get another one. <laughs> I, I mean, like you can't just. I, yeah, I guess you got to take maybe it away. You, maybe you pay before you go in. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, first she hangs the picture up and it's tilted to one size yeah. so that the Bart side to, is to up higher. Size how broken the family is. Right, right. Um, Her dear mother's heart. Yeah, so the security, the broadcast plays the tape. Bart tries to hide it, but it's playing on all the TVs in the store. Marge sees it. She's, She's completely heartbroken. Yeah. So they're at home. They have the picture. Marge hangs it. And then this is when it starts to get real. Because now... She can't treat him like her special little guy anymore. Which was Marge's nickname for Bart a lot of the time. Right. Well, Bart is saying to her, you know, like, how are you going to punish me? Like, what are you going to do? He's very, why aren't you going to say anything? You know? And she says, I don't know. I guess go to your room. And Bart thinks he got away with it. He's brushing his teeth with Lisa. He's talking about how he's like, oh, I thought she was going to tear me apart. And it was nothing. Yeah. And uh, he quickly realized, Lisa points out to him that this is way worse. Yeah, that Marge's heart doesn't wipe clean like the bathroom sink. It absorbs everything that touches it like the bathroom rug. And they look down at the rug and it's all like moldy. And somehow you could just tell from looking at it that when you step on it, it'll be like... Yeah. And well, Bart actually makes that yeah, noise. It does later on. on. So then uh, Bart's in bed. Lisa's down the hall getting the sleep caboose. What's it called? The Sleepy Train. The Sleepy Train song. Her ticket is a candy cane. Uh, Bart is saying, like, oh, great, here comes the Sleepy Train song. He's very upset that it's coming to him. Yeah, she just goes, good night, and turns off the light and closes the door. Right. Did you think of the same thing that I did when that scene happened? What's that? She nightmapped it. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, (laughs) as soon as you said that, I was like, nightmapped? (laughs) I had this girlfriend that I dated for a very, very long time who would always say something cute and sweet to me over text whenever she went to sleep, but when she was mad at me, she would always say, Nightmav. Hmm. Every time. And you were always around when I would get Nightmav, yeah. and you'd be like, ooh, it looks like you got the Nightmav tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and then that just Night- became a phrase yep. with us, that like when someone, when your girlfriend's when, mad at you. Yeah, when you get, when you get snubbed in the good night. It's a, a nightmare. I mean, there's lots of other ways to get nightmared, but that was the... The K-text is basically a daytime nightmare. A daytime <laughs> nightmare. Um, so anyway, Bart doesn't get the song. He realizes something is up. It's really weighing on his conscience. Um, I'm losing it. What happens next? Well... Millhouse has bones. Millhouse has bones. Another one of my favorite jokes is his hair's like blown back and he's amazed. He goes, Oh, this game's amazing, and all I've done is enter my name. Thrillhouse. <laughs> and then it shows the screen and he ran out of character, so it just says, Welcome, Thrillho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Millhouse says that it's a one player game and Bart can't play, but he's clearly clearly lying. Uh, Millhouse tells his mom that Bart is swearing and <laughs> yeah. he kicks him out of the house. 
Um, help me out again. What happens now? Uh, Bart just has a lot of trouble getting along with Marge, and she's very disappointed. Yep, yep. And then Homer's trying to think of ways to punish him. <laughs> I love the scene where he's like, he's sitting in bed with his with his glasses. He's got like a, a pencil and paper. And he's, like, scribbling all this stuff. And he goes, I think I finally figured out how to punish the boy. He's like, first, he's grounded. Can't leave the house, not even for school. And then he's, like, <laughs> he goes on and on about all these punishments. And then at the end, when they show what he's written on his paper, it's a drawing of a robot <laughs> cooking a hot dog over a trash can fire. <laughs> like, it has nothing to do with anything. Oh, wait. We gotta go back. Because you gotta think about what the writer's room of the Simpsons was like at this time. Because at this time, Dana Gould was there. Conan was there. Yeah. Right? These okay. are some golden years. Alright, so you know that they probably wrote the joke of Homer's not writing down yeah. ways to punish Bart. What is it? And then they were just pitching things. Mm-hmm. And then someone threw out Robot cooking a hot dog over a trash fire. <laughs> and they thought that was the one to settle on. But we gotta go back to something from earlier. Because you know it was... It's one of those jokes that's only funny in the writer's room. And it shouldn't have made it into the show. But it did. And... The people that wrote on that show probably got a huge kick out of it, but I didn't quite get it. Which is that after Bart leaves Brodka's office, after being told, you'll spend Christmas in juvie, he leaves. Now we're alone in Brodka's office. And he takes out one of those packets where you peel off, it's plastic, and you peel off the top, and there's crackers, and there's cheese dip, and there's a stick for you to rub the cheese dip on the crackers. And he sticks the stick into the cheese, and it breaks in half. No, he's, it's as he's smearing it on the cracker, the cracker breaks. Right. And he goes, he, ah, lousy crackers. <laughs> like, and then that scene just ends. There's no follow-up no, to that. I think it's funny because it's he's this, like, hard-ass character, but he's got a packet of handy snacks in his desk, and he has an opinion about handy snacks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess... I guess if you, it seems to me like one of those things that if you wrote in a writer's room for 12 hours a day and you were slowly losing your mind, that's something that you yes, might think is funny. I thought it was funny. funny. Um, so. Really, you've never broken a handy snacks cracker trying to spread that cheese on it. Yeah. The joke's not for you. Yeah, it's not for me. So, like you said, uh, the relationship with Marge is getting worse. Now Bart goes back to Milhouse's house. He doesn't want to play Bone Storm anymore because he thinks it's lame now. Yeah, Milhouse is super into cup and ball. Yeah. Or ball and a cup. Plays with ball and a cup. You never know which way this crazy ball is going to go. <laughs> he goes, here, you could have Bone Storm. And he goes, no, I'm going to play cup and ball. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, then Milhouse wants him to leave again. He tells his mom that Bart is smoking. She kicks him out. But then there's a he, yeah a pretty real scene after that. Yeah, it's it's very strange, but like Bart is like, okay, I'll, I'll leave my house alone. But like he asked to basically do mom stuff with her. Yeah, he says, "Can I hang out with you while you do mom stuff?" And so she is uh, sending Christmas cards, and Bart's mm-hmm. putting the stamps on, which reminded me of how old this episode is because Bart has to lick the stamps. You can still get lick stamps, I think. Really? I think so. Hmm. I haven't seen one of those in a long time. Uh, so Bart's licking the stamps, he's putting them on, asking who the Christmas cards are for. Look at all Arfie's extra skin. Look on? at his face. He loves what you're doing. Does he? He's like real into it. That's his face when he's into something? You missed the into it face. Oh, I was say, it looks like he's in the over it face. <laughs> so, um, anyway, at the end... Bart puts his hand on, uh, what's her name? 
Luann. He puts his hand on Luann's hand and says, "Tell me I'm good." <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So he. That's a scene where they're really trying to show how much this is weighing on Bart, how much he's upset Marge. Yeah, and not just that he's upset his mom, but like he feels like their relationship is broken. Yeah. Like he'll never feel like mother and son again. Oh, we left out that there are several scenes building to one climactic scene of Marge thinking Bart is too old for stuff. Like what? They they went somewhere. I think it was like to get ice cream or something like that. And Bart's like, why didn't you ask me? And she's like, oh, I thought you weren't into that kid stuff anymore. No, they're building snowmen. That's the climactic the scene. Yeah. that I, There was a couple leading up to that one. But the, the Bart comes home and they've all built snowmen of themselves. And Homer's is a big, muscly, ripped guy. He says it's like With looking. Hair. Yeah, he says it's like looking into a snow mirror. Uh, but they didn't make a Bart one. And she says, "He says, why didn't you ask me?" And she says, "That's kid stuff." Yeah, I thought you weren't into that stuff anymore. Bart has to build one with the slush yeah. built up underneath yeah. the tire. Homer goes, "There's probably still some snow left under the car tire." <laughs> so Bart's is like all brown and gross. Um. Anyway, Bart is terribly distraught. He goes back to the try and save. And we, he steals something else. He's wearing the purple hoodie again. Well, he doesn't steal something else. But we're, we're, as we're watching yeah. the scene, as viewers, we're led to believe that Bart stole something else. Yeah. He, come, he comes back into the house with something tucked into his jacket and won't let Marge see it. She says, not again, Bart. She tries to wrestle it away from him. She finally, Homer stops him. Get him, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> um, with the baby gate. Yeah. So uh, she wrestles it out of his hoodie. And it turns out that it is a framed picture of him looking nice in the picture. And it's got a receipt taped to it that he paid for it. Marge is very happy. She kisses him a lot. She's happy to have her special little guy bag. She hangs it in place of Bart on the other picture that they have. And it makes the picture... Straighten out. Yeah, straighten out to show that their family is back in order again. He does not like what you're doing. Yeah, he does. He loves it. He's going to bite you. Oh, we should mention that when you were giving me my Christmas gifts, <laughs> you, you, like, tricked Arfi into thinking you were giving me something bad. Well, anytime, like, if if you're sitting or if I was sitting, if the other person, like, reaches at the other, he is like, get out of here. What are you doing? I don't, I don't but trust you. But you, to be fair, you really set him up. With well, your movements, you made him think you'd give me something bad. I knew he was going to do that, so I, I set the presents on you, and he was like, ah, oh, get out of here. And one of them fell off the side, and so I picked it up, and I was like, I'm going to give him this one now, Arfie. And I, like, threw it a little bit, and he, like, lunged and tried to bite it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're so concerned with protecting me. What's funny is he has no allegiance whatsoever. If you were to attack someone else, he would, like, attack you for doing it. Is that someone else that he loves, or just a stranger? I don't know. I think... I'm pretty sure if I was attacking a stranger, he would have my back. If it was a stranger to him, if it was someone who came into the house and was sitting on our couch, though. Yeah, yeah. Because as soon as they come into the house, they're buds with him. Yeah. But, like, anytime someone tries to show someone something on their phone and they, like, reach across towards their face, he's like, get out of here with that, I'm not gonna have that. (laughs) Yeah. What are you trying to pull here? <laughs> um, Arfi is a hard-ass like Detective Don Brodka. Mm-hmm. That's right, Don Brodka. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all is right with the family. Uh, is there more to the episode? Is there something else that happens at the end? Well, she says, since I got my present early, you get your present early. Oh. And she gives him a video game, and she goes... 
I asked the man at the store what's the most popular game <laughs> that all the boys want. And, and he opens it, he goes, You got me uh, Lee Carvello's Pudding Challenge. <laughs> he pulls uh, the game away and Marge is smiling right at goes, him. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> and it's like, it's kind of a touching moment because I think everybody's had, I, I know I have in the past, the moment where it's like, Oh. You know me, and this is the thing that you got me. Yeah. Thank you. Like, because you, you have a genuine appreciation and thankfulness, and you're glad that they did it, but at the same time, you're like, not even close. Yeah. <laughs> the credits is footage from Lee Carvalho's yeah. putting challenge. Um, so anyway, one of the best ever. Yeah. And I... I'm always surprised when I watch, like, my brain is full, just chock full of old Simpsons jokes. Mm -hmm. And they come out, sometimes I don't even realize it. Mm -hmm. When I rewatched old episodes, this one in particular, I'm always like, I can't believe how many of those jokes that I love and remember and reference on a regular basis are from this one episode. But they're all like that. Well, and then also one thing I can't believe is just how, like quick the not how many funny jokes there are in the episode like it's not yeah. like i get five or six laughs throughout yeah. the course of the half it's hour great. it's like every half minute there's something really funny laugh out loud happening i mean it really is like laugh a minute yeah i mean like you know there are reasons why people have come on this show and asked us, can we watch The Simpsons? And we had to turn them down, and it's because we were saving it for something special. And I think this We were saving it for when we had uh, Conan O'Brien or Matt Groening on the show, mm -hmm, but, you know... Mm -hmm. I think we couldn't have picked a better way to use it, you know? This was really well, good. Well, we've always, we've always been like, no, kid, we gotta save The Simpsons. We gotta save that. That's gonna be a big one. And then... When we were talking about Christmas episodes, as soon as this one was on the table, we were both like, yes, let's do this one right I now. think this was a great use of The Simpsons, and obviously it won't be the last time we ever watch The Simpsons. No. Yeah. So... I, I think we should do a Simpsons special when they end. Oh, for sure. That's when I always told people who would come on the show and ask. I'd say, well, that's what we're saving it for, you know? So this won't be the last time. Um, uh, what's going on there? Is Mr. Steve Austin Chris thirsty? <laughs> getting him a whole six pack it looks like Krista wants to know what she should eat for lunch oh she asks you what you, what she needs to eat for lunch yeah is this like a S&M game where you like you're in control of everything <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then because of the holiday season we ate not one not three but two <laughs> special <laughs> Christmas Cereals. Yeah, you actually had purchased Holiday Captain Crunch, which I was really looking forward to, but... I think this December... It got all eaten. I well, I never planned on saving it for the podcast. I just thought that there would still be some by the podcast time, but there it wasn't. not. Uh, I think I bought four boxes of Christmas Crunch this December and ate them all. They're very two. small boxes. Did you okay. see how small they are? No. Also, one day, because I put them in the Bermuda Triangle of cereal, Mike thought that they were for everyone. Yeah. So Mike ate some. If there's an open box of cereal that's on that section of the countertop, it's fair game. Mm-hmm. And that's my mistake. Um, so we ate... Can you bring the boxes in here? I don't know where yeah. the fuck they are. I love that Arvi claimed your recliner as his. 
I like how he sits on it with one arm up on the armrest, like he's just laying back, relaxing. He's doing the most interesting man in the world pose. Yeah, he, he looks like Matthew McConaughey. Like, hey, ladies. <laughs> okay, we had Cinnamon Star Crunch. Which, okay, let's start with the one that everyone knows because this is like a generic thing, and I don't. No, I wanna... this is based on Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It is. It's got the same font and everything. It does. And also, the eyeballs and the mouths on the pieces are the same as the ones that they put on the Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Is is Cinnamon Toast Crunch General Mills? Yeah. Um, Cinnamon Star Crunch, not nearly as good as Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah, it was I feel like it was slightly crunchier, which is good, but not as cinnamony. It was definitely not special. There is not cinnamon and sugar swirled over every bite. It was... I don't think it's based on Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It is. You're a dummy. Give me that. <laughs> Can I keep reading the box? Wishing you a hap cinnamon? The the ice rink says wishing you a hap cinnamon. It does. Oh, match up the arrows to reveal a secret message in the ice. There's a game on the back is what you're playing. Oh, are you, you put, shitting me? You put the two, are you shitting you put me? put the two boxes of cereal together, oh and my the backs God. make one continuous photo. Oh my God. Skating in a winter yummerland. Okay, so I po- if you weren't listening, I pointed out that the ice rink they're skating on says, wishing you a hap cinnamon, but when you put the boxes together, you see the whole ice rink, and it says, wishing you a happy holiday filled with cinnamon and sprinkles. Mmm. Hey, what's that wolf from? I know that cookie wolf. Cookie Crisp. Right, because the other cereal we ate is Holiday Sprinkles Cookie Crisp. So is the Cinnamon Toast Crunch mascot on there, on the back of the box? Yeah. They don't use Wendell anymore. They use the uh, tiny Cinnamon Toast Crunch pieces with crazy eyes. They like to eat each other. But what's funny here is we've got two cereals. These boxes are red and green. They each feature a stocking. No Christmas anywhere. It doesn't say Christmas anywhere on here. Is that a problem for you? Well, you gotta say Christmas. We can say that now. <laughs> okay, well, I'm reading online. Cinnamon, what's it called? Cinnamon St- Star, Star Crunch, Crunch is not a replacement for Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It is a replacement for a typical General Mills Christmas cereal called Sugar Cookie Toast Crunch. Hmm. I think that sounds better. I would rather try that. Well, every review I'm reading is very upset that they replaced it with this not very great well, Star Crunch. isn't this Holiday Sprinkle Cookie Crisp basically just sugar cookies? Yes. Because it's Cookie Crisp, yes. but it doesn't have chocolate They chips even in. have little red and green, like, little topping yeah. thingies that you would see on a, a sugar cookie. Much as I love cinnamon, I think in this one the Holiday Sprinkle Cookie Crisp definitely was the winner. You oh the cookie crisp yeah, yeah for sure the, definitely I, the better tasting cereal and it reminded me a lot of sprinkled donut crunch oh yeah and I and I think when it comes to cinnamon star crunch I think you were being a little nice to it I thought it sucked a I, lot I thought the cereal was fine just not nearly enough cinnamon flavor I could take it tasted like the most generic 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 cereal ever but it's made by General Mills you know what I did like the shapes it looks like. Uh, like, Do you get excited about the shape of your cereal? Sometimes. It looked like the uh, chicken and stars. 
chicken and stars? <laughs> it reminded you of soup. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So anyway, we ate Christmas cereal. Did you just take a picture of Arfi on my lap? I took a picture of the both of you together. <laughs> you know, we don't always get along, but but sometimes we we have bonding sessions. Last night he sat on my lap while I watched Star Wars Rebels. Arfi very much believes in the idea that you should keep your enemies close. <laughs> yeah. He likes to check in with me from time to time, lull me into a false sense of security, and then I wake up with his teeth just gently on my throat. And he's not he's not biting down, but when I wake up, he just looks me in the eye and slowly backs away. And then he, <laughs> he leaves he the room. winks and he runs off. As if to say, I just want you to know I could do this anytime I wanted to. <laughs> anytime, motherfucker. People, why do people love Arfie so much? I don't get it. I really don't get it, man. He is just a dick and a half. <laughs> Ten pounds of shit in a five-pound bag. <laughs> um, anything else you want to talk about this week? We're at over an hour and a half. Well, there is some stuff, but I think I'll save it for next time. We're doing a, a real special New Year's episode next week. What Expect we, another long one, I think. What are we talking about for the New Year? I don't want to say on the microphone. What are we talking about for the New Year? <laughs> it's funny how much that's actually covering up your voice. Merry Christmas and a happy New Year. Yeah, I'll tell you after we end this what we're going to do next week. Okay, well, happy holidays, everybody. Merry Christmas, everybody. Oh, yeah. We can say that now. <laughs> Stay tuned for a video Christmas card from Tupac Shakur.